Welcome to Breaking Bread. My name is Sabrina and I am the creator and the host. I am looking forward to having dinner with you and that is the essence of what Breaking Bread is about. It is about the art of conversation, about the exchange that we can have, things that are breaking the internet, breaking culture, and in some cases, breaking society. I will be joined by five guests, all strangers. They don't know the topics, but what we are doing is creating the organic conversation. Now, it will be unfiltered. All views around the table are welcome. And so let me say, trigger warning, there may be some topics that we address, positions that people have that may be triggering for you. So viewer discretion is advised. Now with that, grab your food, your drink, and join us around the table as we break bread. So let's talk about somebody who can put their money where their mouth is and look at a topic and financial contribution. In a few weeks time, we'll have the King's speech. Um, and it'll be historical. The question I have around the king and uh, it being the holidays and giving gifts, should King Charles give the gift of reparations? Should King Charles give the gift of mm. reparations? Don't, don't fall Just down on my table, uh, Chris. <laughs> Can uh, you clarify what you mean? Is it like towards... I know you can't clarify anything about Didn't you play the game? I don't know, I'm, like, I'm saying that out loud, I'm like, oh, mm. I think now's the time to open the rum, people. <laughs> <laughs> I will clarify that. this context. Yes. I will clarify that. This is the extent of my clarification. Mm. So, uh, King Willem Alexander mm. uh, in July apologized for the role of Dutch colonies in the, in the slave trade. Yep. They, um, are giving reparations not in a fund that's going to education, not to descendants of slaves. Okay, so that's the approach that they're taking. Yep. France, for example, um, was the first actually European, first country, not just European, first country to save slaves, slave trade, crimes against humanity. So the concept of reparations where King Charles is concerned, I'm talking about the role of the empire in slavery. Should King Charles give the gift of reparations, yes Ooh. or no? Yes. Yes, says Joe. Yes or no, Chris? Absolutely, yes. Yes or no, Anne? I'm going to say yes, but I'm going to say reparations is not oh, a we're gift. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're going to say yes. Yes or no, Larry? It's hard when other people have gone yes, isn't it? I'm going to go no. I love it. I might be brave, Larry. Let the <laughs> let the no roll off your tongue, Larry. <laughs> yes no. or no? Olivia. Absolutely yes. Yeah. Okay. So why yes, Joe? Because <clears throat> following on from our last question, you know, some people do have the gift of money, and you know, there was a real question I think for so many people in the UK about what the monarchy represents when we had the opportunity to have a new monarch. Um, if you weren't listening, if you weren't hearing some of that dissent, you're not representing. This is a good time, this would be a perfect opportunity if you want the monarchy to be meaningful, which is very difficult for many people. Listen, that, you know, 
apologies and reparations, I, I think it would be the best thing they could do for the monarchy. And, and they, they need a PR nudge. But, but also, it's the right thing to do. Chris? Um, I'm going to say yes, because first of all, reparations are owed, mm. first of all. And um, you know, when you look at what happened with the, um, the coronation and the, the kind of what was going on in the country, I think that was a good time where Charles, could, imagine if Charles had said, you know what, we're not going to have the coronation. I'm just going to donate this money to yeah. all the different families, etc." And I think this country does owe, and I also think it reminds me of something Lauren Hill said, until you do right, all you do will go wrong. Sorry, my throat is a bit sore. <coughs> and I think if the monarchy does want to be meaningful, I think the gift of reparations, even though it's not a gift, would be quite timely. I want to say they can never pay what they owe. Mm -hmm. yeah. The numbers are crazy. Mm -hmm. You would bankrupt this country. You, would bank you could potentially bankrupt the world. However, in terms of the process of healing, I'm tired of apologies, and then you're keeping the money here. Yeah. Stop telling me sorry. What can you do to amend and offer restitution? You can't pay what you owe. But imagine if Charles said, you know what? All the descendants of, of enslaved people here in this country, you don't have to pay tax for 10 years. I'll mm. take it. Mm. That's life changing. Mm. I will take it. However, however, should they pay? Yes, but I don't think that I don't think they ever will because they can't pay it. Okay. And you said yes, and it's reparations is not a gift. Reparations no. is not a gift. If you steal something from someone, giving mm. it back, it's not reparations. The, the empire wealth, especially of the British monarchy, can we agree that fifty percent is at least you can trace it back to the countries in Africa and the Indian mm. subcontinent? They stole it from it. I think fifty percent is quite moderate. Mm. So one, and I agree with Chris, all that money can't bring back the millions who were starved so that Winston Churchill could fight a war. You're never going to bring those lives back. Those centuries of abuse, you're never going to wash it away with money. Plus, if he is smart, which he thinks he is, King Charles, he thinks, I'm not sure most of us would agree with him, then he would want to keep monarchy alive for his son and his grandson. And what better way than to say, I wouldn't give taxes off for people today. I'm sorry, Chris, I know that That's sounds okay. tempting. But wouldn't he go back to the African continent and say, you know, these are the 10 foundations I will fund for all the children under five to survive. As a human, if you had so much money, wouldn't you do that, Alicia? I would do that. Any decent human would do that. And he's just giving away what he stole from these people. He doesn't have to give taxes back. Sorry, Chris. Mm -hmm. like, can, I I, yeah. can I clarify? We said you said ten foundations. Is that what you said? To give ten, ten is yeah. yeah. Okay. Organizations. Organizations. Mm -hmm. got you, yeah. got you, got you, got you. Support children under five. She's saying to distribute it that way. Got you. Mm. Got you. What I'm saying is, don't give it to individuals because mm. then everybody's going to stand in that queue. Yeah, everyone, my, you killed my great grandpa. Everyone will be black that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay. Orange. Can I get some money, please? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. My bad. Alicia, you said yes. Yes. I think we need to, I think what they need to do is look at the root, the root result of what is caused and fix those problems. So there's a lot of systemic issues, fix those problems. There's a lot of, oh, there's over-policing, there's, it affects social, it affects healthcare. For example, I mean, slavery, from, from, from my perspective and from my, from my research, 
slavery is beyond just the act of slavery and us putting behind there. It goes back to the mentality behind slavery. Mm. You know, there was Suedo science that was introduced in the 18th century that basically introduced the idea that black brains are smaller than white brains, right? Eugenics. That that mm. yeah, right? Which 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 then justified yeah. which then justified slavery at the time. So I think there's a there's still that mentality that plays a massive role in society in regards to how we're treated in healthcare, in regards to opportunities to opportunities we're given in the workplace, in regards to our position in politics, in regards to systemic policies, um, you know, um, where where we live, how we live. So I think some of the problems that they need to address is giving us potentially houses. Because back in back in the day, there was, um, what was it called? There was like almost like a red line in a certain areas of postcodes. They weren't allowed to receive mortgages or loans or anything. And that, again, that's a result of slavery, believe it or not. These are different things. So they need to look at what has been the actual impact today? What can we do today? Does it mean that we need to do a big program, government program, where we actually help um, young black individuals get into senior leadership positions ASAP so that they're able to live and afford the life that they deserve? Is it that we need to start updating the curriculum? So actually people understand black history and um, there isn't any ignorance when it comes to working in the workplace because we still have to face issues we're still having conversations why are we having these conversations in the workplace why do i have my, my white colleagues calling me saying why is black lives matter a thing why was she not educated right so it needs to be I, I think put into practice into life so there's actually an impact and there's change not just money thrown at us we need to see change larry you've seen You've heard, you've taken a sip of your punch. I have, I actually added some some rum to it. (laughs) I I added some rum to it because I knew knew how this was going to go. I I love Um, the sense. Yeah, I went went no for one simple reason, which is I hate tokenism of any sort. Mm. And my concern would be that somebody, whether it's the king or anybody, goes, look at me. Look what I'm doing that's so different to what my predecessors and ancestors have done, and it's tokenism that doesn't shift the dial. Mm. So when you say reparations, anything that's done in isolation that's tokenistic doesn't achieve very much. It might be quite nice for someone to get a little bit of money, and it would be a little bit of money, so you vibe what it is by the millions of people affected by colonialism. It's tokenism. What I would much rather there would be, it's it's never going to happen, but imagine the United Nations actually did something of value and had teeth and had financial impact on the world and did something to try and put right some of the inequalities of the last 400 years of um, wars and colonialism, and we're not the only ones who had colonies, by the way, so you'd have to look at other other nations that were equally colonial, the French, yeah. the Spanish, then you go even further back, you look at the raids across the Silk Road, uh, you know, you've got, uh, in isolation, an act, a king's speech is tokenism. I'd much rather there be something which actually looked to try and, it, it, try and put right some balance across the world, and it, the reason it won't happen, it would be, how rich would the Native Americans be? if the equivalent president of the United States gave reparations to all the nations who still live on reservations and are poor and have a very low uh, mortality rate and high poverty rate, you name it, unless they're lucky enough to have been allowed to build a casino on their land. 
Look at what was taken from all people across the whole world. If you did something to try and get the old, you're a music man, the graphic equaliser, you're old enough to remember mm -hmm. those. Come on. <laughs> get the graphic equaliser a little bit more balanced across the world, I'd be very happy and I'd have voted different. But if this is just a bit of tokenism, it does not interest me. Do we have a challenge at the table? So do we have two I, I, challenges? I got a challenge, yeah. So a respectful Chris and one. Well, we like respectful as a debate, right? Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Why are we bringing bread I'm going to start with saying, Annie. Larry, that I think you're absolutely right. It would be hypocritical to expect Charles to make that apology, but the rest of the world to then shy away from it. I think it has to come from everywhere because if there was injustice, from this particular family, then that injustice came from everybody else in the world. And why go back 400 years old? Let's go back to Chinggis Khan. You know, we can go thousands of years back and find looters and robbers in form of kings and queens. I still think the impact that this particular family had on the entire African continent was far more than 10,000 years of our recorded history. I think this is the... To me, this is the biggest culprits of the pack. And sometimes, like you do with mafia, catching the street guys doesn't help. You've got to catch the big boss to cut the head of the Hydra. Mm -hmm. To me, he's the head of the Hydra. And that does not mean that what happens in the rest of the world is right or that should not be wrong. I totally think UN needs teeth and arms. Mm -hmm. But somebody has to start somewhere. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Chris, you had a challenge. Um, yeah, just you know, thank. I think Larry made a really good point, um, and I'm, that's what I'm going to take away from the table today about tokenism in isolation yeah. is whack. Um, so thank you for that. But I think one of the challenges I have in terms of this discussion around reparations, it's it's almost like the people who have benefited from the abuse are then telling the abused people, this is what we're going to do. In, in all honesty, child pay reparations, you need to come to the black and the Asian people and mm -hmm. say, okay. What is it I can do mm -hmm. for you, mm -hmm. right? When you think of the whole idea of the Commonwealth, it bothers me because it's a support group set up by the abuser for the abused. Madness, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I know I had the idea about tax-free, and yeah, it, it sounded good in my head. So now I've thought about it. It's a bit mad. No, now that I finish my album part. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm manifesting that. I'm, I'm not no, listen, I'm manifesting. Listen, I know what I pay for tax, yeah? I know. But I'm thinking, I love the idea about, you know, my, the whole thing, I, I, why I shy away from the whole, like, giving money to foundations and groups, support groups, because we've done that. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't worked, yo. I worked at a national newspaper in 2005, then we're talking about diversity in law. It's 2023, and they're still talking about diversity in law. I'm tired, yo. All this money for comic relief. Where's the money gone? Mm -hmm. We've given all this money, all this, where is it? For me, nothing has changed. I feel what could be more effective in place of reparations, like Alicia said, is like, look at the curriculum. Yes. Why was I 30 years old learning about King Leopold? Do you know the madness this man done? 30 years old. Where's the camera? I'm looking at the camera. 30 <laughs> years old and I learned about King Leopold and I'm there buying Belgian chocolate like I'm somebody, feeling good. Mm. And I'm reading, I'm like, hold on. This man was mad. Do you see what he did in the Congo? Cutting off people's hands, yo. Oh. Yeah, and if you haven't done uh, any research around King Leopold, do yourself a favor and read how grotesque of an individual that he man was. And that word is an understatement. Was a gangster, mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I found about out about him by accident. Mm -hmm. Literally just doing my googles. You've got to check, decolonize the curriculum. If, yes. if Charles really wants to make a difference, then he really mm -hmm. 
wants to put his family in the history book and right some wrongs is de decolonize the curriculum. Because at one, t at one point you're saying we're not paying reparations, but then at the same time, you're not talking about black and Asian history in the curriculum. You're suppressing the message on top of that. You're just compounding the abuse. Mm -hmm. but, so I hear what you said about tokenism, but I'm going to say something that you're going to disagree with. Sometimes I feel like it starts And she knows that. Because That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes it starts with tokenism. Because if you if they stop and say you can't do that tokenistic, can't do that tokenistic. If if companies and the people move like that, you're not going to start. Mm -hmm. So at least start, right? We can figure it all out as we go along, and then as you go, because because there's a why. Whatever tokenistic action you're doing, there's a why behind it. Anyway, whether or not you understand it in detail, you're starting it, and then that would then spiral onto other things. Because then if you're starting something, we then have the ability to hold you accountable. Wait, that means you can do this as well. Mm -hmm. That means you should do this and invest in this areas and change the curriculum and do this because you've already started, so you can't stop now. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think if it's better than starting the tokenistic action than doing nothing at all. Mm -hmm. That's what I think, personally. Larry, I'm giving you a chance to yeah, respond. Uh, yeah, I, I get that, absolutely. My concern about tokenism is that everybody does something that's tokenistic in their own countries. Nothing shifts the dial i.e. lots and lots of token activity can stop people from bothering with the bigger prize of equality and fairness and distribution and putting right globally what's happened to lots of nations and lots of uh, subgroups in nations because you can't say it's just that group of people, it's mm -hmm. maybe subsets. My, my background is, as Sabrina knows, half my background is Sri Lankan. So you have a caste system in Sri Lanka. So it's really difficult to actually go, they're all fine and we'll give some money and because inside each of these countries you have different groups who have different needs if you're going to put reparations uh, to actually make a difference. So my concern is mm. that Charles does something, somebody else does something, it's all token mm. and there's no bigger prize. No one bothers to go for the bigger prize. That's my only issue. Not, not yeah. you should stop so it, my, my issue is that we, my concern is people would stop at the tokenism. Mm. If it was a stepping stone mm -hmm. to some bigger prize, sustained activity, marvellous. Yes. Right. But my concern is it wouldn't right. be yeah. that. It would be, oh, we've done it. Right. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Got you. And, and I think that's what I was coming at. It's not, I don't want it to be either or. It has to be both and. I think if Charles was to be the one to sort of say, I'm going to grab this, I'm going to, and, and actually, and someone gives him really good advice and says, if you really want to do some good, you give a slug of money, you think about getting the advisors who are black and Asian and informed, so you're not, like you say, being, you know, I'm the bountiful, I know what's happening, when actually, no, you need to be advised, and you need to be told and led about what you do. And I absolutely agree, I would start with the curriculum. You want, the, if he was to say, what's really important, if we're actually gonna make real change, is to start from day one of not having children feeling less than. Mm. That is where I'd start. That mm. will be really impactful. I will give my money and I'll put funding into this. You know, we have benefited as a nation. We have got the systemic, as you were saying, Alicia, we have a systemic mess in place. It's going to take a long time to unravel, but the first step will be using some of that money, which I can provide because he does have income. You know, it'll be, think about the King of Thailand. When the one king dies and the next one comes, they, big, they have a big donation the country mm. wouldn't that be symbolic and could be effective if it was to start with the curriculum getting advice listening to black people mm. Mm. i would i would also say i think 
a bigger gift would be for this country to be honest about your own history. So You've got to be honest, yo, because the way, again, I'm saying my age, I'm 41. <laughs> I, I'm not saying mine. I, I don't think we caught that. <laughs> I grew up thinking that the system of racism and the transatlantic slave trade and all these things was just an American thing. Yeah, that was by design. Right. Mm. It's only in the last few years I've gone, I've gone back and I've done research. Like, Hold on. I said, England moved very, very gully. Mm, yeah. They were in, like, not only involved, like, they had the mixtape version of racism. Everyone else <coughs> got the album version. Mm -hmm. They had the mixtape demo version, right? They helped create it. And I think if Charles was to stand up and say, hey, listen, England did this, we did this, it's led to this, and we're going to put it in the curriculums. This is not a, this is not a must, uh, a nice to have. This is going to be required learning. If, imagine Charles said, black history is history, full stop and we're all gonna learn about, we're gonna learn about what Winston Churchill, how he affected India, etc. I think that would be huge. But I will say this, if Charles does wanna give a big pot of money, I will take it. Mm. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, they attempted to, so I don't know if you know about the, the Windrush scandal, yeah. but that, that took place. They attempted to. So for people that, that don't know, that was when um, people from Caribbean backgrounds um, basically were taken back. Those that came back on the Windrush days, they were unlawfully taken back to their countries. Um, there was uh, probably over 15,000 people that it affected, mm -hmm. right? So around 2021, 2020, that's when kind of everything came to, to the news and people, people found out about it. That was a to tokenistic action because yep. only 36 people out of 15,000 people were compensated, a total of 62,000 and just a bit over. Um, 62,000, 60, that's how much they were compensated, all 36 people. That's not enough, mm -hmm. first of all, and that is tokenistic because yeah. that is actually yes. slap in the face. Mm -hmm. And then there's still all those other thousands of people that, have, that, that haven't been compensated for the, for the life inconvenience as well. So I think if there is going to be any action, I do think it needs to be, if you are going to do tokenistic actions, make sure the token is worth it. <laughs> okay, because that token it, it isn't worth it. But then also, you mentioned something about um, diversity and inclusion. Not really, they're not been much change since you've seen things in 2005. Mm. And I think, as much as we're still having a conversation, we also have to acknowledge that there has been a shift. There has been a shift in regards to um, an improvement with DEI because I think the mere fact that more of us can have more public conversations about it and not be shot down for it. That is a change in itself because I feel like there's a lot more vocals, um, vocal individuals when it comes to the, the DEI space. That's a change as well. And I feel like there's much more black leaders emerging, much more black people being in politics. I just found out last night at a dinner that there's like a yearly, I don't even know about Sabina, there's like an annual conference where like black individuals, even celebrities, go every year in September and talk about black, um, black policy changes. Do you, do you know that event? I didn't know about that. Know. That probably didn't exist in 2005. So that is a change. So I think we just need to also understand what is taking place and really be involved to understand what changes behind the scenes are taking place so we can yeah. feel the impact and continue to be motivated. Can I add also? one more thing? Yeah, so I just want to say I'm 46. So 41 is completely yeah. big. You don't look 46, by the yeah, way. You Thank you. I'm from melanin. <laughs> 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 I think the older you get, the more liberating it is. <laughs> I think the only thing where, and, and I'm all for people getting you know, curriculum changes. I, uh, I have to admit, coming from India, these are some of the things you never know. And I'm glad I'm learning because of all of you today. I also think there has to be something going back to Africa as a continent. Mm. I'm not, 
discounting the pain of the people who are here, black people, but I think this continent was robbed lock, stock and barrel. I think a big chunk of whatever we do, either we do apologies or we throw cash or we do anything or we just vaccinate every child in there at King Charles's cost. I think that continent is probably the priority. And I'm in no ways discounting for all my black friends around this table and in this country. But, you know, we took away this, Europe as a continent took away all their wealth and they're still paying for it hundreds of years later. And so while I'm hanging around the table, did you want to do a final response, Larry? Any thoughts? Um, no, just that's a very good point. And um, one of the things that could be done, again, globally, would be to look at one of the ways of giving back that isn't tokenism, is to write off sovereign debt. Absolutely. Because yeah. that could be done like that. Yeah. Yeah. And would have an immediate impact on, on, on countries which are paying ridiculous amounts of interest yep. on their sovereign debt because their economy is not great therefore the rates so they can borrow money is way too high mm -hmm. and the interest rates to pay it back it'll, it'll never happen mm. so if there was a global approach to reparations which was to it may not be a, an entirely fair to each individual african country but if there was a, a riding off of, of global sovereign debt because it can be afford it's affordable mm -hmm. and it's a way of giving back what was robbed yeah. that would be a good thing and would not be tokenism yeah, yeah. That, that's strong yeah that's very strong mm. so i want to ask the question again should king charles give the gift of reparations yes or no joe yes chris yes yes any larry no <laughs> yes great so all sides are understood no change in positions solutions as to how this could be done so be it tax rewind not tax rewind curriculum in the curriculum by hiring by promotion by writing off sovereign debts by giving to foundations that specifically focus on children in the continent of africa by focusing on the continent of africa because Africa african countries have been robbed as well as indian countries by ensuring there is acknowledgement of history by ensuring that it's a full-throated, this is what we did, we acknowledge this, this is how we are going mm. to do it. And ensuring that whatever is done is not tokenistic, May I add? but can lead to change, yes. May I add, and I think some kind of anti-racism initiative in workplaces and in schools, as part of teaching history, one thing I've learned from the anti-racism training that I've delivered is that you. You can change policy and you can change rules, but if the hearts of people mm. aren't challenged and changed, it will always seep through. And it's not a one and done. It's, it's an ongoing, you know, you know, if you're going to do this in workplaces and schools, it's not just like, today we're going to do our anti-bias training and then we're done, mm. check. We want to be like, we're going to keep revisiting this because we have to unlearn and it's going to take a really long time for us to unlearn our conditioning. Yeah. And we've all got it. Everyone. So it needs to be an ongoing thing, yeah, not, not a one and done. So yeah. reparations is not an isolation. It's a transformational process. And that yeah. transformational yeah. process includes training, capacity building, financing, curriculum, and making sure that we're targeted to and at different countries and continents. Yeah. Oop, there it is.
It's a pleasure. It's been cheers. Wonderful. Cheers. My cup is empty. Mine's empty as well. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. Cheers. I really enjoyed that. Cheers. Love that. Love to meet you all. And that is a wrap for season one for Breaking Bread. Please ask your Karen to come out so we can give her her flowers. Are you going to open that? If I was getting married again, I would hire Chef Karen. Yeah. 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 yeah, and for that apple pie, oh. I did know for some time it went. Yo, <laughs> both of you, you don't need your microphone. Come on, come on, come on. There was another one on the table. Thank you very much. We've just wrapped season one. I want to keep on filming. Um, we've just wrapped season one, so I wanted to give you both your flowers and thank you very thank much for being on this journey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we are done. Thank you for breaking bread with us. It was a pleasure to have you as my virtual dinner guest. Breaking Bread is available where all digital streaming platforms are available. You, you can are. also subscribe on YouTube and don't forget to follow, turn on your notifications and looking forward and to the next time we break bread together. Food for the hungry mind. Gather round for some healthy conversation and a great spread You heard what they said, we're here to break bread Fill up your glasses fast and take it to your heads Then fill your belly with some hearty laughter that can wake the dead Can see from the golden brain of Sabrina Clark She had a vision, it was lit and then we've seen the spark And feeding minds became a fixture Now we're bringing back